Hey, hey. Look at us. Look at us. I'm excited about this. This is fancy. Ain't it fancy? So, guys, let's just get into it real quick. This is my first cool quickie. I'm so excited to have my store war, Marlena Ings. I know y'all getting sick of me with my store war. You have to get used to it if you want to connect with Coop. Because, period, I'm always have a sorority sister on my show. <laughs> period. Okay. And ooh, it hurts now. I'm, oh I, my I God. Said, I'm, yes. I'm officially, I'm officially an old head because ooh, hurts my lungs. And it's not even being old. It's also like we haven't had a chance to do it in person. Like mm-hmm. the last two, well, the last Founders Day has been in the house. Um, I know all of us in Wisconsin probably missed all of our charter days the last two because of COVID. Or no, just one. Right. Exactly. So I feel like, okay, I want to do, I wanted you to be on here because you, we wanted to, I wanted to be in and out. The cool quickies are going to be things where we're just in and out like a quick, a quickie. We've all had a quickie <laughs> before. I'm not, my parents listen, so I'm trying to not be vulgar. <laughs> we in and out here, you know what I'm saying? Okay, okay, cool. I like it, I like it. I like it. So it's not a long show. It's going to be between 30 to 45 minutes. Me um, giving the people an insight on who you are, what you're doing. We're going to talk a little, like, we're going to do one big pop culture thing. And then we'll talk about you. And then um, then we'll just give, um, every, give me, like, something good that happened for you this week. So let's go into who you are. If you want to give everybody a quick little intro. Okay. Um, I am Marlena Eanes. I... Oh, who am I? Multifaceted. Um, So by trade, I am an educator. Um, I used to work as a high school math teacher in the Milwaukee area. I've taught everything from fifth grade to AP calculus. I designed math curriculum in for Mm. a charter school here. Um, But now I manage a program that puts computer science classes into local high schools. Um, And so I'm in 17 high schools this year. I'm grown to 22 in the Milwaukee and southeastern Wisconsin area and we pair industry professionals with classroom teachers to build and grow their capacity to teach computer science oh that's awesome yeah that's great (laughs) I wish they had that back in the day when I was in school because I am what they would call I actually took a test you want to know what's so funny I'm considered a math retard what and not using the retard word in a bad way yeah but there is a thing called math retardation. Okay. I literally, because it, it's because numbers kind of scare me. Oh, okay. They give me anxiety. I don't compute them the way most people compute them. So, like, if I saw, like, 56 times 68, listen, I'm about to pee my pants. Like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> what is 56 times 68? I don't know it. I will never know it. And, and it's so crazy because I worked in banking for 12 years. Wow, that is. I can use a tax calculator without even looking at it. That's the crazy. That's part. wild, and Ain't that's actually part of what I want to do, and like what this job mm-hmm. has led me to do, and mm-hmm. wanting to study because there's, and this is really anecdotal. Um, it's just things that I've seen some of my teachers say, and some of the research I've come across about how. Mm-hmm. After learning certain computer science concepts, something in math clicks for kids who didn't, uh-huh. like it didn't click before. And it's 
part of it is the visual aspect because, you know, a lot of people can't visualize, like, say, you know, the slope of a line is two or, you know, Y equals two X. I can visualize what that looks like. Listen, I'm already sweating now. I'm I'm like, ooh. Don't give me no more. Right. Don't people are no like, more. what are you what are you talking about? And to me, I can clearly see that. I know what that means. But for a mm-hmm. lot of people, they can't. But after taking computer science class, mm-hmm. that makes sense for people. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's there's a lot of stuff out there. It hasn't been studied heavily yet, just because computer science is such quote unquote a new thing. It's you know, it's only been around in my program at least ten years putting it in the schools. I mean, it's a newer thing. Okay an education moves slowly, but in order to make kind of changes to the approaches to math, I think we need to integrate it with computer science because clearly something is happening to make kids who weren't math people into math people. Right. And I feel like, I think it's so dope when, um, because I even reached out to you back when we was in college. Yeah. I was like, I need a tutor because I'm stupid. (laughs) And it's so crazy. I was getting A's and B's and everything else. But when it came to math, like one of my math teachers like sat me down like why can't you you're not like I finessed my way through math in high school mm-hmm. I think honestly because my teachers just really liked me they knew like not to be and I, I don't want to um like be offensive to anybody but I did cheat off the Asian kids <laughs> I used to sit right next to them like hey girl you get on my nerves morning. let me look at your <laughs> test thanks <laughs> And I didn't even try and hide that I was doing it. I used to lean over like, hey, move your arm. <laughs> you know, for some kids. Never did my homework. But my 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 uh my personality kind of got me through that part of my high school days. And then college, I, I don't even want to talk about that because that, that might That was rough, me. yeah. I know. <laughs> that was rough. I mean, there. Ha- I'm not even going to lie. I had some kids where... By the time they got to me, I was like, how did you make it this far? Like, you, what? How did you make it as a junior with, like, no math skills? And then you get to know them, and you're like, oh, you're really nice, like, really personable. Yep. You were cool. So the teacher has mm-hmm. probably passed you along to that point. Yep. Because you were mm-hmm. cool. And also, a lot of these kids tried really hard. Like, I would have kids that tried so hard mm-hmm. and, like, would volunteer would would want to do problems on the board but it just didn't click and it made me Mm -hmm. I was so confused because I could never figure out what exactly that was in their brains because Mm -hmm. they tried it wasn't like they weren't doing their homework and they weren't like these kids were studying and by the time they got to a test or to a homework assignment it was like everything just evaporated it just no longer made sense So that kind of leads me into my first question for you. What made you want to start this program and to make sure that it gets into schools? Oh, so this program really just kind of jumped into my lap. So I -hmm. taught at Mesmer for three years and I coached cross country Mm -hmm. when I was there. Um, And I coached with Mm -hmm. the engineering teacher. And so he actually taught a class sponsored by this program. He and I left Mesmer at the same time and he went and managed the program and I worked at CapTel and then eventually Northwestern Mutual. Um, he he okay. decided to leave. And when he left, he was like, hey, 
I think this job will be good for you. And I was super burnt out. I had graduated from Alverno, gotten my administrator's license, gotten my curriculum and instruction license, didn't want to do any of that, didn't want to work in education. And so he's like, you should think about taking over for me. I said, no, I don't want to work in education, period. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. My insurance job is stable. I had learned how to paint, and that's when the art business kind of started and everything. But he wore me down, and the more I thought about it, I realized this really aligned with my passions. I've always been really passionate about getting Black kids, in particular girls, in STEM mm-hmm. and making sure that they yeah. had access to programs and opportunities that they really wouldn't have. Um, I have been fortunate mm-hmm. enough. I grew up in the suburbs, um, and so my parents were college-educated. That's how I ended up at Marquette, actually. They both went to Marquette, um, but their mm-hmm. friends and their social circle. Your legacy. Yeah, legacy. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> so their social circle, they were Black professionals, people who were doctors, lawyers, um, entrepreneurs. So I never had that feeling that there was nothing that I could do because I saw people mm-hmm. who looked like me doing it. And also those people were behind me, pushing me to move forward in STEM. And so when I taught, I was like, it's unfair that I got to have such a great education and come from such a great background simply because I was born into this family. All black kids should have this opportunity. And so when I taught, I wanted to make sure that I could create that sort of environment so my students could get good education with someone who cares about them and someone who looks like them so they felt Mm -hmm. that they could pursue STEM and then when I stopped teaching it was like what the fuck am I supposed to do like that's what I was passionate about (laughs) now I'm sitting here like doing something I don't care about like Mm -hmm. what and then when Teals came along Mm -hmm. I'm like wait this is how I can get back to what I care about and now that technology has shifted kind of shifting that mm-hmm. to giving black kids an opportunity in computer science and not just math opportunities and not just STEM, exactly. you know? So that's, exactly. that's why I do this. And we have been kind of fortunate in that Microsoft has really committed to making sure that we target black kids and black students, um, so Microsoft is involved in this program. Yes. Well. So we are. So I'm not a Microsoft employee. I'm a Microsoft vendor. So pretty okay. much everything is backed by Microsoft, but we don't make Microsoft any money. Um, and so oh. I cover Milwaukee and southeastern Wisconsin. So pretty much all seven counties um, in the southeastern Wisconsin mm-hmm. region. And so Microsoft has really wanted us to commit to recruiting schools that serve predominantly black student bodies. So mm-hmm. when I started the program, the previous guy, he recruited some schools out in the suburbs just because they were kind of easy to get into. But right, with Microsoft right. telling us, no, we want you to recruit kids in the city, that has made it a hundred times easier for me to go to MPS and say, I want more schools next year. Or to get into right. charter schools that in the past I had a little bit of trouble getting into because they weren't really sold but now it's like sure where where do we sign up like what do we need right so what would somebody like for any educators I, we know we have a lot of sororers I know a lot of people from you know our college communities um you know what can we do 
what do they need to do to get this into their school that they may work at or a school that their child is at? Yes. So we, unfortunately, we only are able to work with high schools right now. Um, we haven't okay. gone down, but okay. if your, if your kid doesn't have um, the Microsoft Teals program in their school, talk to the teacher because it's easiest mm -hmm. and it's really helpful when we get parents that are like egging on the teachers because now the teachers can go to the administration and say, Hey, we have kids that want to learn this. What can we do? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of schools mm -hmm. will say, hey, we don't have enough kids that want to sign up for the class. But if we have parents okay. that are able to be like, hey, no, like I want this for my kids. What can we do? Then we can start, you know, if it kind of comes from the community, then there's that, there's that need. And that's when we can come in and say, hey, we'll support you. Our curriculum is, um, is free. Sometimes it's at cost, but it's at a discount. So it's free for schools mm -hmm. to participate. We want to make sure there are no barriers for entry. Mm -hmm. So for, you know, parents talking to the schools, for people in the community. Um, so just make it, make it known that this is something, this is something that you yeah, want. This is something school. that you want. You want to make sure that your kids have access to it. Um, and that, I think this is part of the problem. It's not really known, mm -hmm. you know, like people know you need to code, but you don't know that schools can offer it at high school. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And I think that I'm happy that I really wish this, was, like I said, I wish this was around when I was in school because math is still something that I struggle with, unfortunately. And um, I think it's good that the next generation, it's so crazy because when I have a kid, that's going to be the thing that I'm really like, I don't care. Like, of course you're going to read, you're going to write because that's something I'm good at. I, I can type 50 words a minute. I'm good at that. But I want to make sure that I want you to do something mm -hmm. I can't do. I want you to know 58 times 65 is whatever the hell that is. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I want you to be able to school your mom. Right. <laughs> so I'm glad that this program is um, something that you're really passionate about. Are you doing any other things right now other than this program? I know you're doing your artwork as well. Yes. So art has, it's taken a little bit of a back seat. Um, I've got some mm -hmm. paintings that are that are in the works, mostly from my mama, because she's really the main reason why this whole art thing even happened. Um, so I've been, I've drawn my whole life. My father can draw really well. Um, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. my parents always encouraged me to draw. My parents would always buy me stuff, but I was always like, I need to do something that will make me money. Like I didn't go to Marquette to come out with all of this debt with an art degree. Like, I need to do something that'll make mm -hmm. me money. That's why I majored in math. But then when I stopped teaching, I took an oil painting class at my ad. Um, and the teacher was like, hey, you're really good at this. Like, mm -hmm. have you learned something new? And I'm like, no, I've never done this before. So because, because <laughs> he was surprised at how good I was, that's when I was mm -hmm. like, wait, this is something I should really look into. Um, and so okay. I had done a few paintings just through class with him. Um, I sell art on my website, Marlena Eames Artworks.com. Um, I've done some mm -hmm. murals in the summer. That was crazy. That was my first time ever doing mural work. And it, they Thank are you. I'm going to post them on. When I post this, because I'm going to probably post this, I get so antsy. I'm saying I'm going to wait till Wednesday. I'm probably <laughs> going to wait till Wednesday. <laughs> it's probably going to be posted like Monday, Sunday, Monday, something like that. But, um, I like, if I give good content, I want everybody to enjoy it yeah. right away. 
So um, I'm going to post like your, your mural work that was beautiful. Your artwork is amazing. And um, I just think it's so dope because you're doing things that you give to me. I love seeing people do things that most like for black, like you said, like black girls, mm -hmm. you don't see black women doing murals like that. You don't see black women who are champions and yeah. you know, and I think it's so awesome that you're in fields that aren't necessarily, you're not singing, you're not dancing, you're doing things that I wish more black girls were involved in. Yeah, for sure. And these are definitely things that I wish like there were more people like me, you know, to mm -hmm. to collaborate with. And, and getting deeper into the art world and into doing a lot of murals, I've found a lot of local, really dope um, women of color. There are some really dope um, Hispanic, well, Latina artists in Milwaukee. Um, there's one, her name's Aisha Valentine. I think that's her, her last name. Mm -hmm. Um, but she's a dope muralist. She kind of taught me a lot in a really short manner on spray painting. Because um, I actually learned how to spray paint from a white guy who who I wow. randomly met. I, he pulled up to the mural that I did of Breonna Taylor. And he yells out his window like, oh, I love the work that you're doing. Have you ever used spray paint? And I'm like, no. And so I walk over and we're just talking. And he goes, if you want to learn, just give me a call because he had done a Brianna Taylor mural. He did the one um, it's on Holton and I forget the cross street. Yeah, yeah. he did he did mm -hmm. that one. Mm -hmm. His name is Chris Burke and he's a tattoo artist. And okay. so okay. one day he randomly texted me and was like, Do you want to learn how to spray paint? Come down and meet me. I'm on I think he was on like 14th and Belief. And so he taught me how mm -hmm. to spray paint. And then Aisha as I was working she was working on a mural there. And so she kind of taught me some stuff too, but it's it's been dope to learn the community of artists in Milwaukee because there are tons of okay. black women um, that, especially younger black women. And I mean, we're not old, but when I mean younger, I mean like 18, 19, like these girls are talented. Right, that's awesome. And I love to see that you have your hands. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know why people be joining other sororities. No shade. <laughs> but Deltas are just awesome. We do what we can. You know, we're biased. <laughs> I'm gonna, I mean, I've been a Delta for 13 years. And honestly, all of the women I've come into contact with, the ones that I connect with the most, we are doing some amazing things for the community. Like, I feel like podcasting, people think podcasting is just about, you know, just getting on a mic and talking crap podcasting is an art form it's mm -hmm. a passion for me like I love talking I love talking to people I love interviewing them about what they got going on I just don't want to get on this platform and just try and be funny or try to just take right. space I want my space to mean something. and it does I want when I'm done with my show I want people to take something from it I don't want you to just say oh that was funny that's over I'm not thinking about it no more People get done listening to Connecting with Coop. I hope that they wrote something down or. No, know I know I mean? exactly what you mean because so. I listened to it was your first episode and I was always, I was weeks behind because life. And so I'm listening to this first episode and I'm like, oh, damn, this is not just like what I like to call a talking podcast. You're not just talking. Yeah. There's clearly more going on and you've built this community on Facebook like people really underestimate the value mm -hmm. of community building on social media 
exactly. you know, yeah, it's nice for jokes. And that's really what I, I use it for. Well, not Facebook. I use Twitter just to clown. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Period. That's what I do all day. Period. Uh, I feel like Twitter is where I'm going to go. to Absolutely. Like, I'm going to clown and that's it. Like, I've got my work Twitter and then I've got my, like, actual Twitter that I don't want anyone from work mm-hmm. to see. Exactly. Same here. <laughs> but um, before we end this, is there any last um, thoughts that you want to, um, before we end your interview, uh, per se, um, are, is there anything else that you wanted to like let people know about the program or anything else that you wanted to um, let people know about what you're doing? Yes, I wanted to get on a soapbox for a moment. That's actually really okay. why I wanted to do this um, because because I feel that we are in the beginning of what I like to call the fourth industrial revolution Uh, someone else called it that but I'm Mm -hmm. saying it myself Um, because when we think about Mm -hmm. how technology has evolved especially in the last decade when we're looking at just just Mm -hmm. a cell phone like phones are crazy it went from a flip phone to a mini computer in your pocket Technology has really evolved and education isn't in the place to really catch up with it at the way that technology is. That's just, that's kind of how this world operates. But I feel that Black people in particular are going to be left behind unless we start learning some of Mm -hmm. these skills. So like with Teals, I'm trying to put computer science into high schools. That's fantastic, but it's almost too late. Because kids in the suburbs, they're starting to learn how to code kindergarten, first, second grade. They're building that in. Um, colleges, mm-hmm. their computer science programs are blowing up because I, I want to say 67% of all computing jobs for last year were in computer science. And half of them have gone unfilled. Okay. There are like 50,000 unfilled tech jobs in the Milwaukee and Southeastern Wisconsin region. And I know this um, because I sit on the board of the Milwaukee Tech Hub, which was started with Northwestern Mutual and it's built out to a lot of the larger corporations um, to really make Milwaukee a tech hub and to bring jobs here. And Nadia Johnson, Mm -hmm. um, she has the Milky Way Tech Hub, which is working to make a safe space for people of color in tech to really build that community and to do a lot of that work for kids. But there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. And I think a lot of people, especially our age range and our generation, like we're really trying to figure out our footing. You know, you see a lot of people starting businesses, doing different things, but we have this gap in computer science. Um, I think Mm -hmm. that's a skill that needs to be learned. Um, There are things that, you know, it's never too late to learn how to program. You don't have to be a math person. You don't have to be a science person. If you like puzzles, if you like problem solving, if you like reading even, you should take a crack at computer science Mm -hmm. because it's not just programming. There's cybersecurity, there's artificial intelligence, um, and there's a new documentary. um, It came out a few months ago, but it was just put on Netflix in April called Coded Bias. It's about how Mm -hmm. there's inherent racism in artificial intelligence, pretty much. And so Mm -hmm. these... Wow. Yeah, so I did not know that. It, it's really this. good. So algorithms have been built so that they reflect white men. And so if there aren't enough black people to work in tech to work against these algorithms, 
they're going to continue to perpetuate a lot of this racism. So there, we need mm-hmm. to learn mm-hmm. these skills now before these jobs blow up even further. And there's this new middle class and the middle class is all tech jobs. And we're the ones that are left out of it because we're still looking at factory jobs as being what's needed to get to middle class now. Exactly. So yeah. that makes that's, of- that's kind of my soapbox. If you don't know where to start, there are tons of free resources. I know on Khan Academy, you can take um, some classes. There's Code Academy. Code.org has free resources. Um, if you don't have, because you, you don't have to have a college degree to get into computer science. Like that's a starting point. Wow. That's, yeah, that's you can. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of these, um, they call them boot camps, they're expensive. So sometimes that might be a barrier for entry. But if you can afford to do a boot camp, and a lot of the boot camps, they're expensive if you don't get a job. There's some here where, you know, they pay, it's free. And once you get your first job, then you pay them back for taking the boot camp. Um, there's one here called Dev10. Mm-hmm. Um, they're based out of Milwaukee. There's IC Stars, which is a, is a nonprofit here, which is really for people of color, especially those that might not have um, gone the traditional route. You might be a career changer. You might not have even finished high school, so you might have a GED. And it's a way to get people of color into tech jobs. Well, that's awesome. And you can make sure that you send me, make sure you text me all of these links because I can make sure those are in the body of the post when I do um, put the uh, okay, great. up. So I can give people these. Yes, resources. the resources are out there, and you know what? Screw it. I was like, I'm not gonna say this. This is gonna sound racist, but whatever. Um, we can't let white people be the ones monopolizing <laughs> these boot camps <laughs> and these opportunities. It's sound racist, but right? Uh, because if if they're the only ones <laughs> taking advantage of these opportunities, we're gonna be left out. We we have to take mm-hmm. advantage of it, especially in places like, you know, in places like Milwaukee, where our factories are gone. Right. Our factories are gone, gone. Like, I don't, I can't even think of where a factory is. Like, my granddad worked at ASU. Mm-hmm. That's gone. Um, My dad worked at uh, Cargill for a second. That's gone. It's like moved out yep. to like Cudahy now. We don't have anything. We don't really have anything here anymore. Mm-mm. So now it's time to, like, I believe in trades and stuff, but I also think that get into computer science is going to be a good thing. At first, I was going to do my first cool quickie by myself, but I said, no, I really want, especially because the school the school year is, you know, kind of winding down mm-hmm. for a lot of kids. I think that when we come up on the next school year, it'll be really good for people to know that this program is out there and that they can get their yes, kids involved. and parents, if your kids go to, I'm just going to do a little plug for, for the schools, especially since enrollment is coming up. If your kids go to Brown mm-hmm. Deer, Bradley Tech, Mesmer, Milwaukee Academy of Science, Riverside, Reagan, North Division, Washington. Um, those might be the majority of my Milwaukee schools. If they go there and your school has intro to computer science or exploring, exploring computer science, have them enroll in that class. That's, those are going to be the class okay. that my program supports. Okay, perfect. Well, that's good. Well, Marlena, that's all I really have for you as far as your interview goes. If you want to give just a moment to just tell people like your social media handles, where they can find you if they have questions. Yeah, so 
for my decent social media, um, you can find me on Instagram, where <laughs> I put a lot of my art, Marlena Eames Artworks. Um, I am on Twitter for my art at M Eames Artworks. Um, you can see me tweet about work and tech related things and typically race related things at Marlena Eames. Um, if you have any questions about Microsoft Teals, the program, or if you are a computer scientist or a tech person and wants to get involved, because we are always looking for more volunteers, you can contact me directly at marlena at tealsk12.org. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. And they will be listed in the body of the email. So, um, not the email, <laughs> guys. I meant the body of the post. <laughs> right. I'm thinking about emails now. But... All of her contact info will be listed, so you don't got to write that down. You can just click them if you look on Spotify or Apple um, iTunes. That will be um, Apple Podcasts. This where you'll be able to find this or Anchor. I'm on all three of those. Um, I'm working on getting on um, iHeartRadio, so that's Ooh. my next thing. Is trying look at to you get everywhere. So um, I'm trying to be everywhere. You know, everywhere, and hopefully one day, then I'm just doing connecting yeah. cool all the time. Period. So my last two things, so we're done with your interview. I wanted to go over two okay. little fun things. So I don't know if you've seen, I think everybody has seen <laughs> Usher books. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear yeah, about the Usher books? Dead wrong. So for those that may not know, Usher went to a strip club in Vegas. And he threw out, he's doing a residency, which I plan to attend. I'm trying to get tickets to okay. the New Year's Eve show. Um, I'm either gonna because that's when my 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 um you, you see what I'm trying to do here. That's when my uh, PTO. Oh, that's rolls real. Over. <laughs> like mine doesn't roll over until then either. Like so, hold out for that. Yeah, so like I can literally just take off, and then those next days yep. I can use my new PTO <laughs> for 2022. But I'm trying to go to the New Year's Eve Usher residency. So he threw out some Usher books. His name was on them, and his face. And they were promoting his um, residency. And a stripper that was at the club was like, I can't believe Usher, broke ass, <laughs> was throwing. And I was like, um, he's not broke. I knew it had to be something yeah. bigger to the story. So it turns out Usher really spent a lot of money at the show. And the club even released a statement saying that Usher got bottle service. He spent a lot of money. Those were left behind on purpose. He asked the club, could he put those out? And it was to promote his show. And it went crazy on uh, <laughs> Instagram and Twitter. It went nuts. What do you think about this? First of all, <laughs> I get that it's for promotion. Before I knew that this was fake, I'm not going to lie. I had a great time laughing when we thought that it was I real. Too. Like, and mm -hmm. I think I might have said something like, okay, when I thought that, when I thought that Usher really like, come on, on. I know that we were calling oh. our stimmies Biden bucks, but we meant American dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. Just Usher throwing, throwing space, space around. around, and then like I nothing. saw the picture of the suitcase with it. Like, Usher, come on now, this is lame as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he got the people buzzing, and then Chris Brown them had me cracking up. I think the two funniest people was uh, Chris Brown said, when I say the boy got his own money, the boy <laughs> got his own money. 
Come on, right? come to America. I mean, okay, so <laughs> say what say what you will about the Ush Bucks, the Yeah Money, whatever you want to call it. But we have been talking for several days about this. And people book their tickets like, to the show for this. I, like, I, 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 I see the first. vision. He, people are going to talk about him, but hey, at least we're talking about him and now people are booking tours. He was on TMZ. He yep. was everywhere. So whoever his marketing team is, low-key, they, they are, are geniuses. We've been talking about Usher. When was the last time we talked about Probably Usher the last the time he was married. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the man know what he's doing. And to have the club say, no, no, no. Usher asked us because he throw this money out. It was not the only money he threw. He spent thousands. <laughs> and he did this. He asked us because he promoted and- his Vegas residency. And then, uh, you know, people got on the stripper. Yeah. The girl who tried to call it out, they was on her. Like, why are you trying to make it something that was all Usher was throwing? She's like, I never said that was the only money he was throwing. Somebody was like, yeah, you did, sis. You tried to make she did. But part of me world. wonders if maybe he slid her some extra cash to do that because had we not had we not heard that story about it like what would you have said like oh Usher just left this money after paying like no that would have been as entertaining as this she like, really she did she did him a solid because we wouldn't have known nothing about it they would have just swept all those Usher bucks up and no. threw them in the trash whatever they did with them that's the biggest thing that happened for me in um, social media this week. I'm going to keep this episode light. I don't want to speak on any of the shootings. I don't want to speak on any of the... Because it's, it's just daunting. Yeah. It's just a lot. It's so heavy. And then I felt like um, I do want to speak on them. I'm going to do... Um, I do record my last episode of the season next Saturday. I'm going to do a deep dive into them. Um, the show, guys, you guys have time to watch it before I do premiere episode 11 for the season um go ahead and watch them because i really want to go into um a deep conversation about that show i'm done with it i'm actually going to watch it i'm going to put myself through it again so i can really deep dive into it with my guests that's i'm recording i haven't watched it at all and i don't intend to if you don't want to watch black trauma please don't i'm going to be completely honest it's literally hellfire from beginning to end but i wanted to watch it because i wanted to talk about the monetization of black trauma and i really want to talk i won't lean away to come to the forefront and say sis i have one question so that's (laughs) that's why i haven't watched and i know she's just the executive producer and this is a really petty reason for not watching this but i'm still pissed that i wasted my time and my money to see Queen and Slim. So I don't watch anything that oh, has her God. name attached to it after seeing that. Because she had me fucked up. <laughs> Listen. Lena Wade, why? Sis, why? I, I said, I said, that's going to be the only celebrity I meet in person. I'm like, why? Why do you do what you do? with you? <laughs> why do you do what you do? <laughs> why? But yes, guys, I'm giving you the opportunity to go ahead and dive into them so we can talk about it in the group um, after our premiere episode 11. Marlena, before we're ending our first coup thank quickie, you for thank having you so me. much for being here. Do you have any happy things or bright spot of the week? Um, a bright spot of the week, and this is this is going to be really nerdy. Um, so it's two things that are really nerdy. Um, so first, I reconnected with 
one of my professors who was my mentor in undergrad. I hadn't spoken to her in nine years, I think, when she left Marquette. And we connected wow. based on some of the research mm-hmm. that I'm really interested in doing because um, I'm thinking about going back to school. So it was really mm-hmm. nice to talk to her. Um, so that was a bright spot. Um, and then I got, I got my second vaccine. So that was great. Like, I feel like the streets are calling my name now. Okay. I'm feeling, and <laughs> yes, that's yeah, where I got it from. The streets is calling my name. And so for me, my reasoning <laughs> for getting the vaccine is my grandmother is 95. Um, and she has dementia. Okay. And that was a new thing that happened during the pandemic. Okay. And that was kind of one of the reasons why we couldn't see her. So I am so excited that now we're vaccinated because in order to see her at her center, you had to be vaccinated. And so wow. I'm so okay. excited that now we, we, like my, my brother and my parents, we're all fully vaccinated. And so we're going to be able to see her for Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. And so that has been the oh, bright spot awesome. of my week. Like just knowing. I, I feel so good to hear because I literally just talked to my grandma yesterday and um, I haven't seen my grandmother or we, I've seen her. And unfortunately the reason why mm-hmm. I have seen her is because of funerals. She'll come, but she yeah. is dipping out the back door somewhere. And um, I haven't got the chance to hug mm-hmm. my grandmother in over a year. And it's just a lot. I feel she it. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to, <laughs> to do that. And also to hug my mother. Cause I've seen my mother, but I haven't gotten a chance to hug her. Um, Cause the last time I went mm-hmm. home, quarantined for two weeks, my bro, my brother, and my father, my dad decided to go out to lunch and then give my brother a haircut. And then these niggas both got COVID. So <laughs> they're fine luckily, but wow. that, put me and my mom on overdrive being home and taking care of them and so I I haven't been able to give her a hug and just both of us trying to take care of them mm-hmm. and taking care of ourselves being you know trying to make sure we didn't get sick that was a lot and I wanted to give her the biggest hug mm-hmm. and I couldn't so I'm so excited mm-hmm. that I can go give her a hug give my grandmother a hug just Hell, the next time I see a soror, give me some hug. That's exactly. I'm, I'm excited Thank for you. you. That's awesome. No, she's. I said next. Soror? I mean, next time I see sorors in person, like I haven't hugged my line sisters in forever. Oh yeah. Oh girl. Man, that's just it's a lot. So that that's a, an amazing bright spot for me. I think my bright spot this week has just been yeah. this weather kind of breaking a bit. I've been able to walk to walk and get out of the house and. um that's just been amazing for me. So I just love being at the park. I love, I literally sat at the park today for about two hours and just, just enjoyed the sun being on my skin and just looking at kids playing and. And you just feel so just good. Like it's So just, that felt really uh, good. Mm-hmm. It feels like hopeful, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like the end is near. <laughs> I really feel so. So thank you guys for listening to that's it that I have for my cool quickie. Like I said, we're in and out. You're not making this a long episode. I'm so happy for for you joining me, me, Marlena. You guys can be able to check this out on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. I'm at connectedwithcool at gmail.com. If you want to send in any um, cool mail, any questions, any feedback, I can always take that. Cool, um, cool, cool. 
<laughs> connected with cool on uh i i got so many dang right? handles now it's like what the hell cool what i should own this word at this point God damn <laughs> i tried to buy it i couldn't but uh connected with cool on ig connected with cool on facebook but you guys make sure you hit me up and thank you for listening to my first cool quickie bye <laughs>